Good morning, Toby and Merrill. Hi, can I speak to Kim, please? Uh, hold for one moment, please. Thank you. Toby and Merrill, this is Kim. How can I help you? Kim, it's Joey Jingola. Oh, how are you? Good. Hey, I was like, who is Kent, Ohio? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. No. So once you get in a routine, it's easy, but there should definitely be an easier way to kind of gather everything up because even just little things that I get emails for, like I joined a gym and then I stopped the gym and they somehow know it. So I get emails like, please return, here's 10% off. (laughs) So I wish I had that when like clients left, there'd be kind of an email every couple months asking them, like kind of knowing where the clients are so it tailors the email for them. No, that would be too convenient effective. That's my good friend Kim Wood over at Toby and Merrill Insurance. I, for, I forget where they're at. I can't remember. Hold on. I know, I know this. I'm going to find this out. Uh, in New Hampshire. I'm sorry. Hampton, New Hampshire. I knew that. And this is part two of the problem that nobody can solve. And it's possible we might enter into beaten dead horse territory but i feel i feel like it's justified dead horse beat it beaten territory yes because if you listen to and this seems fitting i don't know how this keeps lining up it does uh, i guess the universe the insurance universe is telling us something obviously this call with kim recorded quite a while back i think in like april and obviously we're still facing some of these challenges but if you listen to the podcast yesterday Uh, The Future Insurance Agency Blueprint featuring my good friends Jeff Roy of Excalibur Insurance up in Canada and my also good friend Seth Zaremba of Zinc Insurance in in my lovely hometown here of Cleveland, Ohio. And talking about, you know, the idea that, hey, um, there's these connection points that we can't seem to get, wrap our brain around, that that just we can't, for whatever reason, understand why they don't exist. Why can't we easily know where somebody is in the process? Because Kim wants to be able to let her people know that are no longer her people and say, hey, thanks for being our people. Uh, Would you maybe consider being one of our people again? Much like her gym experience, she joined the gym, she quit the gym and said, hey, Kim, you really want to do, are you sure you want to do that? That might be a bad idea. We'd love to have you back. There's plenty of, of things for you to, to not do if you come back or try or whatever. I don't know. And that's what we're, everybody wins in this scenario, mostly, because if, if this, this is the thing, if this information is open to the public, not, I don't know what, if this information is more accessible to us, the agent, Meaning, you know, we know this, we have automatic triggers, you know, cancellations, trigger updated statuses, trigger, you know, download into our workflow agency management system, and we can have an automatic email ready to go, like nice, welcoming, possibly a little witty of saying, hey, thanks for, you know, canceling or whatever. We could be more proactive on the thing, and it could automatically happen, and we could 
you know, automatically have, I've said automatically way too much, sequences, a whole thing ready to just, as my good friend Nancy Nicola over at Huff Insurance, I think calls it Lost Souls campaign, right? And I think that might happen in their system possibly. Maybe they manually do it, maybe they don't. No matter what, it's not widely available. And it shouldn't be so hard even to just do a simple address change. I found out it's so difficult because there's so much data in yeah. your management system that you think when you run reports or something gets triggered that something else kind of shows up and it like doesn't. So even like simple things like changing of addresses, you yep. can update it on the carrier's website, it will change in one screen, but in the screen that we use for marketing, it doesn't change. So you have yeah. to manually go over there and change it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes there's just there's just not words for things. This might be one of those times. Well, there's just not words. I mean, we really need we really need not discriminate screens, marketing screens, management screens. They're all just screens that need the same information. I don't know why why that wouldn't make sense. It's this it's just these subtle nuances. It's these things that make it make it challenging, right? And we know this. We've again, I think the horse is completely dead and beaten. But again, when you hear something as simple as it changed in one screen, but it didn't change in the marketing screen. The marketing screen is probably the more important one that needs to be updated on a regular basis because more than likely multiple times throughout the year, you'll be referencing that information to market from uh, versus again, maybe the management system where, you know, you might only handle that or touch that information at re renew review. I mean, either, I don't know why I even got into the realm of justifying like why one screen should be updated over the other as if the marketing screen being updated and the management screen being updated, not being updated is somehow fixing the, it's certainly not. I'm sorry. I just lost my mind for a second. I'm coming back. I think you understand that it's, it, it has, it has hit a point to where, you know, Kim is, is dedicated time. If you remember the first episode to, I believe again, it's the problem no one can solve part one you know, dedicating time to figuring out ways to, to work around this and to just, it's just taking up so much more time in her day. And I think it's coming. I think we're seeing some, you know, some change. And as again, in the you know episode from yesterday, the future insurance agency blueprint, you know, my friends, Jeff and Seth also believe that this change is happening and that we've hit a tipping point, which I think, yes, we just need to make sure we keep the ball rolling as fast as we possibly can downhill, keep putting pressure on the people that kind of make decisions, keep demanding this sort of kind of integration, this this lack of, as you know, Seth calls it, duplication of efforts. And I think that's what that's what is most offensive and why I kind of, I'm like, I'm not saying I'm emotional, like giving like a, an Emmy speech emotional, like that I didn't expect to win. Like that's not, that it's, it's a level of, of just kind of common sense of, Again, the duplicating of effort unnecessarily, I guess I would say. Uh, I don't know whenever duplicated effort, maybe, I mean, there's times where duplicated effort makes sense. I don't have a good example at this point. Insert your own possibly um, ridiculous scenario of your own. But it is the unnecessary 
ness of the whole thing that that that, that reaches the level of frustration. And I think we all get it. Like, yes, it would be great uh, to have this world. We would like this world. It, it just continues to, again, you know, I can't even remember when I wrote the email. Uh, it was probably back in April. I talked to Kim back in April. Uh, you know, it is now, we're approaching rapidly October. I mean, nothing is really going to change dramatically in the next two to three months. So we've, you know, safely made it another full six months plus, uh, you know, through the end of 2018 without any dramatic change, I would say, in this. And it's just a matter of at what point, you know, when when do we do we have to like start laying out? I don't think we can throw deadlines out, but you know, I mean, it's like, hey, listen, like how much when is it when is it going to happen? Because the email tools, they just I mean, they're just not good anymore couple of our carriers they come in and they show us all the like email tools that we can use like travelers you can go on and like do tons of email campaigns but you need to query your email addresses from our management system to put in the traveler system where shouldn't the traveler system already have all of our clients emails <laughs> so it's little things like that too so have you guys found that this is well, you wrote an email that people are doing this kind of manually as well. Kim, I'm not even going to tell you the stories that I've heard of how people are getting around this and some better than others for sure. And yes, it is definitely possible. And yes, there are some halfway decent solutions, but just, again, this is the out of the box, the run of the mill, the guy down the street agency that, that isn't necessarily dedicating their life to solving email automation and list management problems, nor do I necessarily think that they should have to really try to solve such problems. It shouldn't be such an epidemic or really concern in the industry. And this isn't a knock on any really one carriers. It's the more of a, just a kind of a general attitude of the industry of why, why wouldn't one, my list of emails already be there good question for sure um that's very valid you would you would imagine that would be a thing but again there's this i think and this is maybe more of like kind of to the core of like like our independentness that that, that becomes a challenge like yeah okay one of our companies has a great email tool but you know maybe that company is decent in my area maybe it's not Maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. It just, it doesn't, it's a lot of, again, effort for, you know, maybe one fourth of kind of the impact. And, and maybe, maybe, you know, to the point of, you know, you know, again, back to, to my buddy, Seth Zaremba, you know, at Zinc, you know, they, they focus on, you know, I don't know, maybe five or six, maybe seven or eight. That feels like too many. I think maybe five or six carriers that they really kind of go to war with. And maybe if, maybe in that environment, but, but we're not doing that too, I guess is, is the point is we're not, as he calls it, carrier sculpting of, of really developing deep, strong relationships with, you know, very targeted, very specific, very intentional partnerships with carriers, maybe in that environment where you're working very specific campaigns. Uh, but just for the kind of the back and forth, it doesn't make tons of sense to, to, you know, highly invest time and effort into, you know, tools that are segmented into one carrier when we are independent and we have multiple things, all of that. Uh, you know, again, if you think you've got a, 
if you if you're matching you know product with carrier with rate with market with you know kind of demand with ability to kind of gain, gain attention all of those things if, if if you're really going like a big push all in on something then yeah do that that sounds like a great idea if they can help sure even better but again if it's just the hey we're going after this thing and we're going to quote multiple carriers then then that route is not not valid but yes all that information should be there i don't know why it's not uh, but but again to just familiarize yourself with the thing that you're going to do maybe once or maybe twice a year to be good at that I, I don't know about you but there's nothing i hate nothing worse than learning something that i'm going to do once and then forget about just long enough to where if i do it again i've got to relearn the whole thing over again and i'm not saying an email tool is that but it's just these different segmented platforms it, we don't we don't have the time to to keep up with them all again maybe we have too many companies to kind of deal with that's a valid argument i'm going to give you that maybe that's something we need to look at as being independent but what is not really our problem is the fact that let us choose the tools the interfaces that mean the most to us this is the problem i think that we need to get over the most is the freedom of choice to say listen I don't need my technology dictated to me. It is not really what drives and controls business these days. It is our ability to, you know, kind of get people to want to, you know, buy insurance from you, said insurance companies. That's the problem, right? And we need every every advantage, every every kind of benefit that we can to make it happen. I mean, let's just put it this way. We don't need people going out of their way to make it harder. And that's the thing I think we're all trying to avoid. And at the end of the day, even though the problem may or may not be solved, we just want to make sure that we're all working together because when we sell a policy, the insurance companies win. And when we sell a policy, the technology partners also win because they've solved a problem that makes us better. Do you have a place in your life that as soon as you encounter it, it's instant depression? The Dollar Tree, that's my place. I don't know what your opinion on dollar store of choice is, but, or if they even have dollar trees across the country, maybe they do. Anyways, I guess dollar stores in general, we could just say, but I, I, I frequent some, the Dollar Tree's the worst. And here's why, just, I don't know what it is about that it's just such a ragtag experience where I'm never really sure what I'm going to find on sale, possibly something unsavory. And I really only go in there for like one or two things. And really it's just Brillo pads. That's really what I, that's my main jam at the dollar store. I just need some Brillo pads because they're like a four pack for a dollar. And I'm usually not like that guy, but I, it's like five bucks, I think, at like the regular stores and four to, I don't, it's just, I was doing the math one time and felt very, very not right and so i found them just i do like 10 like six or seven or 10 I don't know, a lot of them at a time and i'm down to my last one i'm sitting there i'm sipping my dunkin donuts waiting to go into the actual real grocery store which happens to be in the same plaza as the dollar tree so it works out nice i just mosey on over there and grab my, my brillo pads i'm down to the last one i'm like ah you know what i'm not gonna do it today i'm not gonna do it because i'm feeling in a good mood and i don't want to walk out instantly depressed because you get in there you look at the carpet and it kind of looks like that friend that you have that makes you question why you're friends with them as far as their cleanliness. It's just there's, it's just in way worse shape than it probably should be. And just everyone in there's got a look about them. 
What are they doing with their lives? And then it makes you think, what am I doing with my life? I need to get out of here. What is that place for you? Your place of instant depression. Joey at agencynation.com. Let's bring up the mood. And the opposite of instant depression, let's go with instant, like, exuberance? Sure. Instant euphoria. Maybe that's a better word. Uh, tickets for Elevate 2019. They are on sale. Elevateconference.com to make that happen. Uh, remember, ticket prices are going to go up November the 1st. So keep that in mind as you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast after November the 1st of 2018, I'm sorry. Uh, however, for those of you in the present and near future, November the 1st is that day. So head on over to elevateconference.com. Grab a ticket. Love to see you there. Got a lot of good stuff. Can't wait. Gonna be a good time. Elevateconference.com.